the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. The Royals have now won seven straight games at home, moving to 7-1 and one at the K in the postseason, as KC is just two wins away from its first World Series championship in 30 years. It's Kansas City 7, New York 1, thanks to the Johnny Cueto Show and the barrage of great hitting. What's up? It's Davo, and I'm glad you are along for another edition of your dish right here on Clubhouse Conversation, where we will obviously detail this one. We'll look back at game one as well, and we'll also talk about the remainder of this series. Predictions, where it's going to go. Look at the pitching matchups as well. Get you all set for this weekend in New York. But we begin with our player of the game, a slam dunk player of the game, Johnny Cueto. And and the trade is now 100% successful. The trade. You know what I'm talking about. Sending Cincinnati, Brandon Finnegan, John Lamb, Cody Reed. Six years of those three left-handed pitchers. You've got to assume one becomes a very good big league pitcher, one becomes average, and one probably doesn't make it. But you got to figure that no matter what happens from this point forward, the Royals still won that trade because Johnny Cueto comes out, first of all, and saves Game 5 of the ALDS against Houston. After that, Luis Valbuena, home run, retires the next 19 guys in a row. Royals come back and easily win that game. And tonight, game two of the World Series. What does Johnny Cueto do? Gives up just two hits, both to Lucas Duda. And only one run, which could have easily not ever scored, if Mike Moustakis is able to turn that double play and give Eric Hosmer a more accurate throw in that fourth inning. But either way, Johnny Cueto, nine innings, one run, two hits by Duda. Four Ks and three walks. Cueto, the first CG in a World Series since Jack Morris had a complete game with the Twins back in 1991 in that great World Series with the Braves. Can't forget that series. What a great one that was. But, I mean, Dayton Moore, how how he's hitting 1,000 this year on his moves, is he not? Johnny Cueto trade, nobody can deny it's now a successful trade. Ben Zobra's trade, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kendrys Morales, Ryan Madsen, Chris Young, Franklin Morales, even Alex Rios has salvaged his season with the way he finished in September and has done a good job in the playoffs as well, typically getting on base at least once a game, and he's obviously had some huge hits, including the one that led off the eighth inning in Game 4 at Houston, where if he doesn't get that hit, we're probably not here right now. It's just exciting. Wow. Uh, Is this happening? Johnny Cueto was awesome. Changed speeds. He worked at the knees tonight. Lived at the knees. And the other thing was he induced... I mean, how many balls were hit hard? There was a couple in that eighth inning that were hit pretty much right in the screws. Otherwise, though, very little solid contact. Even a couple of the the hits to Duda was in his hands. He just fought them off. So, I mean... To me, it doesn't matter if Cueto throws one more time in a Royal uniform. Whatever happens, it doesn't matter at this point. He's already uh, verified the trade. And by the way, spoiler alert, we'll talk about this in about four or five minutes here. I believe that we will not see Johnny Cueto in a Royal uniform again because I don't think this game or this series is going to go to six. I think this is probably going to end Sunday night in New York is my guess. The Royals are clearly the better team in this series. And I thought that 
I told you back in that Houston series, whoever won that series I thought was going to go to the World Series. I didn't, I didn't guarantee they'd win the World Series, but I knew that Houston was better than Toronto, a more balanced team, and I'll stick by that. Toronto's a team that got wicked hot at the right time and had a, a, you know, a great home field advantage. But Houston was a more complete team. The rotation, to me, Houston's rotation is pretty much just as good as the Mets. But they had a much better lineup. They're much better defensively. Houston's a much better team than the Mets are. And Houston's a better team than Toronto. So it's almost to me like the Royals got the toughest out of the way first, the second toughest out of the way second, because I believe Toronto's better than New York. I just don't think New York's that good outside of a couple, three starting pitchers. You go through the facets of the game, defensively is the biggest difference between these two clubs. My God, how bad are the Mets defensively? Just in these two games alone. And even, you know the Royals have had a couple of plays they normally make that they haven't. Of course, the Hosmer play last night in Game 1. Shades of Bill Buckner as he gets caught in between and tries to backhand the hop. You had Moose tonight not make a play that he makes, what, 49 out of 50 times he makes that throw probably? 48 out of 50? All that aside, even if you included those two plays, the Royals have still been the much better defensive team in these two games. For the season, obviously, it's night and day. I mean, have you seen a first baseman worse than Lucas Duda this year? He is horrible over that first base. Inside the park home run was played into that last night. Some balls at shortstop that could have been made by Flores. I mean, you just go through this whole, it's just not a good defensive team. Is Darno really that great of a defensive catcher? I mean, it's a small sample size. I'll admit that. And I don't watch the Mets that much. I've only seen the Mets play probably six games this year, two of them in this series. But it's obvious the Royals are defensively night and day better. Offensively, the Royals are also better. No doubt about it. Much more complete up and down that lineup. Quite a few dead spots in that Mets lineup, especially once you get rid of the DH and go back to a pitcher in the National League Park. The bullpen much better for the Royals. Rotation, of course, the Mets get the edge. But not enough to overcome the other three facets. And if Johnny Cueto's Johnny Cueto again... Well, then that edge that the Mets thought they had a big, big one at, you know, in the rotation is not so big anymore because you can cancel out one of those guys with Cueto. Maybe Cueto cancels out Harvey. DeGrom is still head and shoulders, in theory, the best starter between these two clubs, although the Royals did a nice job against him. But anyway, you know, with the experience the Royals got last year, the confidence they now have, they fully have the home field now. You know, once you go 2-0 and as the home team, you've got home field guaranteed the rest of the series, regardless of what happens in New York. So a part of me wants to see the Royals win this in six at the K, right? Wouldn't it be special to see the Royals out there on Tuesday night hosting that trophy and David Glass getting up you know, in front of the home crowd and, and doing the interviews again? But, you know, I think we'll stick to watch it on TV because you and I know how precious these World Series appearances are and you can't take anything for granted. I, I mean, obviously we're not going to go against our team, but I'm just saying it would be nice to see them win it in six, but let's just get it over with and win it there. I believe Sunday night is the night, though. Now, getting back to tonight, offensively, big nights for Eski, because why wouldn't he continue to hit like he's, you know, Ty Cobb or Pete Rose out there, hitting the gaps, putting the ball in play, creating hell, big hit after big hit. I mean, why wouldn't Escobar turn into Pete Rose in the postseason, right? Eric Hosmer, big night. Gordon, Moustakis. Eski, two out of five with two RBIs and a run. Ditto for Haas, two for four with two RBIs and a run. The Moose was loose, two for three with an RBI and a run. How about Gordo after the big home run last night in the ninth inning with one out against Familia? First home run and, you know, blowing save to that manner since July. Gordo, one for two tonight, follows it up with two walks, two runs, and an RBI. Speaking of walks, the Royals walk three times against Jacob DeGrom. They strike out only twice. We've heard about how the Mets throw 95-plus, and they strike out hitter after hitter. 
Well, not in this series, they haven't. Only two today in the five innings for DeGrom. Like I said, three walks, gives up six hits and four runs. The Royals got to him. And the Royals put seven points on the board tonight. Five for 12 wrist-wise. And they still left eight on base, but it was still a very efficient night. Just a great game. Dominated it, starting with Cueto. And going back to a few highlights from last night. There was no dish last night. I apologize for that. You know, it was 2 a.m., had early morning meetings, felt kind of sick. I'm on the prednisone right now. I'm broadcasting my steroids right now because I have asthma and I've got a little bit of a flare-up. So it was, you know, a little TMI for you, but, you know, on some prednisone. So this dish may I – mean, do I sound a little stronger in this dish maybe? Am I going to have a roid rage accident here? Well, no, because we won, so no. But, you know, last night, getting back to what I took from last night, some basics, the defense last night. And and last night's a game you could break down. You know, that dish last night, if we're being completely 100% honest, friend to friend, I'm almost thankful I didn't have to do it last night because it would have taken like three hours to go over that game in depth last night, right? There were so many twists and turns. One of the best World Series games in history. Tied. Two other games have gone 14 innings. The Royals did again last night. So tied for the longest game inning-wise. And postseason history, you have Escobar with the leadoff. Inside the park home run, the defense, you see Moustakis saving at least one run in the sixth and getting a big hit in the bottom of that frame. You see Gordo sliding and making great catches in the left, Kane and center running things down. Eski up the middle. You saw the big home run off Familia in the ninth from Gordo. And, of course, you saw Chris Young out there after Edinson Volquez pissed with his father tragically passing away, and we sent him and his family uh, you know, all, all the strength and, and thoughts that we can because – that's an extremely sad situation, and obviously that's bigger than baseball. But I'm sure Edinson is smiling in the Dominican Republic where he's at and very happy with where his Royals are, and, and hopefully he finds some peace over there. So we do want to send that out there. But, I mean, Chris Young comes in after being told 90 minutes before the game he might start. Goes three innings, because why wouldn't he? Start mowing down guys, missing bats. 5-4 to four last night at the Royals in 14 innings. That's where we're at. 2 nothing in this series. Seven in a row at home. What a night, what a series, what a season, what a city. Now, getting to game three, it's right-hander Noah Syndergaard will be going to the hill for the Mets. He's 9-7 and seven during the regular season with a 3-2-4. You add .5 in the American League. That's why, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to like downgrade the Mets rotation because the Mets rotation is excellent. So uh, don't get me wrong. But you have to add a half a run to each of these guys' ERAs if they're pitching in the American League. So Syndergaard, if he's 9-7 and seven with a 3.75, is not quite as intimidating. He's still above average, still a damn good pitcher. I'm not, I'm not trying to downgrade him. I'm just saying Syndergaard and Mats don't scare me. The Royals see them both in games 3 and 4. Syndergaard, like I said, will go up against Ordona Ventura. 150 innings for Noah this year. 166 Ks, but so far we've seen that it hasn't made a difference. First-round pick, 23 years old, back in 2010 for the Mets. Game four, Steven Matz, the only lefty the Royals will see in the rotation in this series. This year, just six starts. Has been battling injuries. Had a torn lat, uh, muscle earlier this year, a sore back as the playoffs came close. Second-rounder in 2009 is Matz. 4-0 on the year with a 2.27 and just six starts. 35 and two-thirds innings, 34 Ks. Royals have Ventura and Chris Young. Royals will split the next two games. They'll win it on Sunday with Volquez against Harvey. I don't think this one's coming back to Kansas City. And that's exciting to say. And I don't want to jinx it. 
But I mean, which is where do you where do the Mets have a distinct edge, especially in games three and four? I mean, you could argue with with uh, you know with Degrom or, or Harvey going, you know, that the Mets would still have something going for them in these games. But I mean, they're back at home, but the Royals have played in plenty of environments like that. The Royals, to me, and I'm wearing blue glasses, and Mets fans would laugh in my face, but to me, they hold a pitching edge in the next game. I'll take Ventura over Syndergaard with the postseason experience he has. The way we know he's capable of pitching with no DH. He's not facing a DH. The Mets lineup is not that good. I like the Royals in game three. And then you got Chris Young against Mats. We'll give the Mets that game. They're not going to get swept. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Games three and four, the Mets don't really hold much of an edge because they don't have their two two big, big guns going. Royals better bullpen, better defense, better offense. <sighs> wow. I, this is, I, I'm just so happy. I, just, I still can't even believe this is happening. So keep it here. We'll be back with you on Friday evening late as we do the Game 3 dish. Also, I want to let you know I have... Three interviews lined up in the next couple of weeks. I'll get back to the former player interviews. I'm kind of putting them on the shelf right now for a couple of weeks because, let's be honest, we're, we're too caught up in the moment with this team. So we'll save the former player interviews when we get back to the wintertime. Once a week, year-round, we talk to your favorite former players on Clubhouse Conversation, your favorite current Royals during the season, both at the minor and major league level. But we'll be back have a Royals Hall of Famer coming up in the next few weeks. Here's a hint for you. A couple of guys who played in the 80s coming up the next few weeks. Just very exciting to have you listening to Clubhouse Conversation. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, Tell a friend if you would. It means a lot. Clubhouse Conversation on uh, iTunes, clubhouseconversation.com, at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter, or Clubhouse Conversation on Facebook. Until Friday night, how about those Royals? Hold your head proud, soak this in, and enjoy this. So much to be happy about. So much to talk about. What a team. I love it. Good night. Go Royals.